You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Music, it's not just part of our daily lives, it's part of our wrestling fandom as well, and it has been for decades. That's where this show comes in, Music of the Mat, the podcast devoted exclusively to the music of pro wrestling, hosted by Andrew Rich. Hey, that's me. Each episode delivers a different topic with a variety of great guests, fun conversations, musical analysis, and of course, a heartfelt pun or two. New episodes drop every other Tuesday on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or your podcast app of choice. Check out Music of the Mat only on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Kids, do you like professional wrestling? Well, we like professional wrestling too. This is Shake Them Ropes. Back on video for now because Jeff got a new computer. We're on video. <laughs> I, we uh, do need this. 
I am Jeff Hawkins. I am deeply in the wrestling bubble. He is Chris Novembrino. He couldn't give a crap. I yes, it's <laughs> this is like the new dynamic. It's like every week I have four hours on Friday to watch some wrestling and I talk about it and Jeff watches all the other stuff. And that's basically the arc of the show right now. Yes. Uh, attention must be paid. Rest in peace. Music wise, Jimmy Buffett, Steve Harwell, the lead singer of smash mouth and Gary, Wright, who had two hits. One of which dream weaver, the other one, love is alive, which slaps. I think I love that. The, the whole, there's basically... like a couple of deep cuts of his too, that are good. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's got some cool, like synth work, like 70s style. I, like I rap, knew... rappers sampled, uh, that love is alive. Cause it has a nice baseline, you know, doom, doom, bump, bump. But um, but um, but um, yeah, it's, it's yeah, uh, yeah, that's cool. Uh, I have no qualms, it's, it's weird how music snobbery goes. Uh, look, Jimmy Buffett, Jimmy Buffett's one of those guys who could have never put out an album after 1985 and been fine, and probably all of his music after 1985 stinks, but you know, the Key West sound, whatever. Um, you know, it, it's it's as I've grown older, I it's funny because Buffett used to come to the College of William Mary every year to play a stadium show and like all the people would bring their blenders and stuff like that. I I never had any want to go because I always thought it was just like, look at all these sad alcoholics going to a concert. But I mean, even Gene Simmons thinks, yay, I, I think you market Margaritaville a little bit too much there, Jimmy, but he made bank, get paid. That's that's all you need. And uh and Hartwell, you know, the punk pop uh, movement of the mid-90s. Look, I'm not going to say they were great songs, but they were catchy radio tunes for the summer. And, you know, if you're, if you're a few hit wonder, there's worse things that can happen. I mean, he got on a Shrek soundtrack and made millions off of that. So uh, any thoughts on any of those three at all? Um, Are you a, are you a Parrot Head? Oh, a Jimmy Buffett fan? <laughs> Oh God, no! Oh, you say that with such disdain. I kind of no, like the, no, no. the beach country thing. I mean, it's fine. He has a couple of really nice tunes. <laughs> I no. What about uh, what will... about Smash Mouth? Are you a Smash, big Smash Mouth? Mouth? <laughs> yes. Okay. So Astro Lounge is a good album, and then the album that follows that—that that they have a lot of good deep cuts. They are actually a pretty halfway decent band i would yeah. say yeah smash mouth has got some good stuff now now how would you put them i put them as punk pop there's a little sky in there too but they don't have a horn section which is very weird yeah yeah like like kind of punk poppy with the heavier especially later on like a heavier emphasis on like pop sensibilities and stuff like they really were you know thinking about thinking about the chord changes they they were a mid '90s soundtrack band. Like if you had a movie in the mid '90s, there was a Smash Mouth song on there. I think, I think that was a requirement. I, yeah, I think that's. <laughs> I actually kind of like All Star. I got to be honest with you, it's a catchy tune. All Star I mean, is catchy. Well, okay, so to get really music nerdy, it's a one four five, but instead of actually going to the five, it goes to the tritone. So okay. like, yeah. What does that mean? All right, all right. Well, we're on video this week, right? So music like, lessons, kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So like. So like we're an F if we're if we're talking all star right we're an F and normally like a one four five an F would be like F B C yeah B flat right but they actually only go they go F B flat, B flat. 
B. B, okay. So, hey now, you're an all-star. Get your game on. Go so, play. It, it like it's, has, not, it's not quite a minor chord, but it's... No, no. It, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's weirdly tense, and, like, it makes sense in the way that they deploy it. And I, I mean, it's because they've done it, no one else will do it now like because everyone thinks of that as like the all-star sort of like one four five sort of twist mm -hmm. so i don't know I, I mean they're not like a totally musically substantial band like you know they're not iconic you know but they're no jimmy buffett they did some things they did some, yeah yes who, who among us can be jimmy buffett Look, son of a son of a sailor is a great little beautiful song i will look i will i I, I, I respect one. the hustle right like if you're gonna make oh, it is non-stop hustle from jimmy if buffett, you're gonna yes. make a career making a career of like going on boats to beaches and like having drinks is actually a pretty dope fucking gimmick I'm ex music sorry, journalist friends. i found that out Right. Oh, he, is he? He was he was like a billboard correspondent in Nashville for country music. Huh. Yeah. I didn't know that either. And that that's where his the country roots come from before he went to Key West and went with the Key West Caribbean sound. And and you know, and now Brad Paisley has a career. Or is that who it is? Yeah. I forgot who the guy who just basically aped Buffett's career, but that's pretty much and then you know, put Mar slap Margaritaville on everything and become a billionaire. Why not? <laughs> margaritaville is fun if you're drunk let's put it that way uh <laughs> i mean yeah but like most songs are fun if you're drunk why like, don't we get a... drunk and screw i mean come on uh yeah like look you can get me to sing neon moon and shit when i'm drunk like you know <laughs> I, I'll, I'll get you know like i think of two young lovers wild and free yeah like let's you put know. it this way i will take buffett over hair metal any day of the week oh yeah. Okay. So if you're stuck on a desert island with either Jimmy Buffett or Unskinny Bop, at yes. least just yeah. based on the on, on like the he's only so seventeen. Like, oh my god! Give me oh this my, island. <laughs> clearly, Buffett's the stronger soundtrack just based well, on his marketing. Well, if you're stuck campaign, on an right? island, Buffett seems to be the mood music. Anyway. Right. Right. Yeah. Did 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 Oh, another beach and coconuts all day. That's just what we need. Yeah, uh, I am the cheeseburger <laughs> in paradise. Oh, only extremely alone. Changes in latitudes. Dude. I'd like a change in latitude off this island. Off this island, now. but at least the soundtrack's appropriate. <laughs> On to wrestling. Rest in peace, Sheik Adnan LKC, formerly known as Billy White Wolf, who teamed with Jay Strongbow in the WWF for a while. More famous uh, in two ways. Uh, he was a mainstay in the AWA as their... Um, kind of generic second tier evil foreigner manager there. Um, but also got a run in the, in the show WWF when the uh, slaughter became the Iraqi sympathizer. That is general Adnan kids, Sheik Adnan LKC an ex high school classmate of one Saddam Hussein from Iraq before coming over and getting trained in the Minnesota area as many, uh, and it's also the Iron Sheik was, and boy, that's that just always seems like a odd friendship that you have the Iranian wrestler and the Iraqi wrestler, or very buddy buddy. But I assume that's professional things. Um, 
I really wasn't a fan of Adnan LKC and AWA. Got to be honest with you. Did not do it for me. Always thought he was kind of a knockoff of other guys that I'd say, especially like Skandar Akbar, who, who was a Texan who pretended to be from the Middle East, which is always fascinating as well. Um, and of course, that Iraqi sympathizer gimmick in 1991 was just dreadful, to be honest with you. 1990, 1991 during Desert Storm. I hated it. Absolutely yeah, I mean, it was it was a lazy gimmick. It had no staying power. Um, it helped slaughter in some ways, though. In some some ways, but, but slaughter like, was already kind of cooked by then, too. Right. I was gonna say, like, I mean, I guess it gave like one last coat of paint on him. What is yes. a cooked item? But like, he never repivoted out of that. And I, you know, think, he uh, he became commissioner slaughter after that. Yeah, and I, I think one of the reasons why they had to move it eventually from the L.A. Coliseum to the L.A. Sports Arena is because. Uh, that, of just how horrible that gimmick was and it just didn't sell once WrestleMania came around. I mean, Hogan versus a guy that people want to like. People wanted to like Slaughter. But uh, yeah, rest in peace, Adnan LKC. And now to the big news. When last Shake Them Ropes left you, Jeff was doing a solo show because Chris was sleeping on his couch. <laughs> I think. Is that it, where you were sleeping? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I definitely was asleep at that you, point. Yeah. Is, is everything okay? You seem a little distracted. I'm just wondering. There, there's something outside is making a noise. Like, like, there has been a noise. Like, we got started doing the show. And I keep hearing, like, a bum I'm, like, trying to figure out what it is. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stay on mic with me, then. Uh, <laughs> I'm staying on mic. I'm staying on mic. I, uh, I mean, I'm, you, you're you're not wrong. If, uh, if if you need to go jump under the table, just let me know. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna jump under the table. I'm almost like I want to like you know do a live investigation as to what this rattle is, but I'll, I'll wait until I hear more if I hear any more. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean now that now it's become part of the show. I mean, like Detective Chris <laughs> is on the case. He's getting Nova out there. <laughs> Extra for the Patreon, we'll do the video of you investigating. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, 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 I'll shoot with my cell phone camera. We made this like a, a real a thing. Anyway, thing. It was late Friday night. <clears throat> I had done the show. I had done previews of uh, Payback and All Out. I was headed to sleep. Missed my night activities, unfortunately. But hey, I do it for you people. And then, uh, and then wake up Saturday. As I'm cleaning my house, CM Punk has been fired from AEW from both his talent and his uh and his employment contract. Uh Tony Khan coming out with a statement on video at the beginning of Collision and also to the live crowd at Collision stating uh that yes, Phil Brooks had been released and that Khan quote feared for his life. Mm. A little bit in that for a moment. Um, meeting was uh, there was rumors that there was a meeting before they all flew out to uh, Wembley, um, a couple Fridays ago, and um, it was never asked for because of the belief it would be turned down by the Young Bucks. According to one person very close to the situation, though, Young Bucks have said if six months went by without CM Punk having any issues, they would have been willing to sit down and work with him. We'll talk a little bit about that as well. But uh, Ace Steel also released uh, this week. But yes, um, CM Punk is gone. I will give you first crack at this before I start to rant. Boy. In a way, it needed to happen. Once Punk was going around and saying, catch me outside. Yeah. 
his days, in my opinion, were numbered. However else I've felt about the other altercations that have been happening along the way. The feud with Jack Perry really, I mean, it was, it was so, it was petty, right? Like who cares? Like it's his match, you know, who, who really gives a shit? Like it's his match. Um, the feud with the Bucks and Omega, I definitely view as a much more nuanced thing than I, I guess a large majority of the audience. Uh, I, I also think watching Tony Khan's statement in front of that Chicago crowd. That did, did you watch the TV version or did you watch the version in front of the crowd? The version two. in front of the crowd. Okay. Yeah, the version in front of the crowd. Uh, I did not like the Tony Khan that I saw. Uh, it was not seven minutes that made me feel warmer and fuzzier about the man. In particular, the... I feared for my life stuff, which I mean, you know, I guess we all have different thresholds in which we are worried about our life, our life as in our mortal um, safety being threatened. Yes. And, 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 I will and, say that and Brian... I've been in situations where I've been worried about being physically hurt. <laughs> Some might even say earlier today. Yeah, some might some might even actually say if they knew my life like earlier today. Uh, And while the threat of violence was credible, at no point did I fear for my life. Like I, you know, I think one can fear being hit without fearing for their life. Yeah, yeah. Although I think Alvarez Brian Alvarez had some good points about this because like punk in these two instances was rabid in terms of, yeah. in terms of the, I mean, this was more assault than, you know, Hey, meet me outside for a fist fight type of thing. This was angry, angry stuff. And you know, how many fights has Tony Khan ever really been in? You know, that's one of those things where it's no like, clue. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure not many. Well, yeah. Uh, the thing that Never. made me, the thing that made me laugh about it a little bit is that Tony Khan as a teenager went to the ECW arena at its height. And I have been there, my friend. And that is a, that is a situation where I have feared for my life. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, or if you ever went to like any of the, the super dragon there. Yeah. yeah. Like super dragon matches were not exactly like yeah. safe environments either. Yeah. So um, no, uh, Tony Khan going, I feared for my life really just, for me felt over dramatic. Speculation is that was for legal purposes. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Uh, and I'm sure the lawyers might have advised him that. Uh, at the same time, I would just like to posit that lawyers are lawyers and not gods, and that they don't know everything, and that oftentimes in, in law cases, two lawyers enter a courtroom and one of them loses. Yes. So then half the time one of them is not correct you're gonna find this funny i think maybe, maybe. you maybe. never know you know. never know you, you've I, never I'm, found I'm, me I'm funny before so ah, <laughs> you, you have grown on me like a fungus slowly <laughs> like a lichen really in, are we into dating the that's how that goes too into um, the mineral that is no all right cut it out let me get to my point okay fine i fell into a deep depression on labor day about this whole thing and I'll tell you why, because I'm listening to 
uh, the podcast over at Fight Game Media, where the other three people who cover AEW shows are happy and relieved and just like, oh, oh, man, finally, finally, AEW can get back to, you know, growing and being better. And it's going to be a happy place and all of that. And I'm sitting there going, I'm not sure if there's anything left for AEW for me because in the past year, year and a half, maybe two years, depending on the timeline, I'm not good with time to be honest with you. Cause it's all, it's all a flat circle after you hit 30. Um, Cody Rhodes leaves for WWE and Cody Rhodes to me was a great storyteller, great angle builder, great Southern style type of wrestling thing. Tully Blanchard, my favorite promo ever, uh, has a falling out with the company, depending on who you uh, listen to. Things didn't work out, gets cut, etc. Jay Briscoe, the most compelling promo in wrestling to me in a, in a world where I just want compelling promos in wrestling, to be honest with you, for builds, dies. And now CM Punk, the guy who can talk me into a room and talk me into a feud, is gone. And I'm left with, how I termed it was Wes Anderson wrestling this whimsical, ironic, we don't really take things too seriously product. And don't get me wrong. I love unrepentant stupidity. I love orange Cassidy. I love a lot of things that would be deemed ironic. And orange Cassidy's like actually been pretty solid right now. And, and like yeah. the, the build, the build with the build with him is not the problem. I mean, it's, no, it's like MJF sort of meta world champion thing where it's like, I'm going to leave the company yes. and always teasing that implies that WWE is the greener pasture that AEW is the beta belt. Oh, the people who hate Stanford don't realize how much Stanford is in this product at times. I, I get, I get that, but it was one of those things where I'm just like, yeah, I, I don't want to watch the And I don't want to watch collision, which was, Oh, a, a post-punk collision was, has like almost no interest to me at all. It's like, a two-hour rampage again. Now that I, you know, I, we said it at the beginning of the show, I have like four hours a week to watch wrestling every week, and Collision was part of that digest. And now, like, I can't even imagine why I would pop it on. Here's the other thing that that uh, came up with me, and, and you know, it's a lot of oh, well, the the Bucks don't want to be in the same room as Punk. You know, because of that assault earlier, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, they shouldn't have to and all this other stuff. They are employees. They have two contracts just like Punk. And Tony Khan brought CM Punk back for a reason. And that reason was he saw an investment there that he wanted to make money with. And also probably because David Zasloff likes CM Punk or something to that effect, to be the anchor of this second show on Saturdays. Now, that said, you don't do meetings in arenas or anything like that. You fly these guys out and say, bring whatever lawyers or personnel or friends or psychological comfort animals or whatever you want to bring, we're going to meet in a boardroom, in a building with actual security in it. And we're going to sit around a large table and we are going to talk. Now, will things be solved? I don't know. But if Tony Khan wanted to bring Punk back into the fold, as he did, obviously, for bringing him in collision and wanted a 
to set the stage and set the for what was going on in his company. I think he needed to be a little bit stronger here, Chris. I'm I'm of the opinion that hey, you call me and you say, "Hey, I don't care if you don't want to be here. If you don't want to be here, I'll terminate your employment contract and keep your talent contract." You have that leverage. Now, I'm not saying you should have gone that strong about it, but it's one of those things where you have to say, "You're my employee." This is my money. We are not a profitable company as yet. Okay? You're playing in my sandbox, and you don't want to go to the, well, and, and to the, the root part of, you're my toys, but you're, but not like that. I mean, you want to do it respectfully, but at the same time, you want to say, hey, I'm paying for this. I'm the blank check. You guys come in here, and you at least try. That's all I want is you guys to at least try, and we will bring in whoever you want to be there to try and have this powwow and shake hands and see if it can work out. Am I wrong on that or not? No, I, I mean, I think this is the underlying problem of the narrative that like removing punk solves all problems, right? Oh, no, 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 no. it doesn't. No, because the problems have been extant pre-punk. We, we've talked about many of these indulgent problems pre-punk and the thing is that the people who are indulgent are now only several years older and they were all past their peaks anyways at the beginning of this so you know does dynamite need a lot of bucks and omega i know people who are fans of the bucks and kenny omega and they loyal i i ran into some at the tram this week and they're like who are you a fan of i'm like i like the acclaim like we love kenny omega and i'm like i get it you know and we scissored and it was cool um they're loyal oh, really? hmm. yeah we 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 would you know they, they do that they, on the trams now do they yeah we yeah we scissor on the tram we okay. scissor I, I, i'm bringing it everywhere it's it's it was his kid scissored man uh I, I mean like like i i it's strange how over that uh that particular meme is yeah. But uh Bowens yeah. goes to my gym and passes me by and I have the I have the, I I know, right? I, like, I mean the, if I saw him, I'd want I'd I'd be revving up that I'm scissor, thinking about man. it, I'm just like, no, nah, you're that guy. No, you gotta. You no. got I'm sorry you have to. Sap says the same thing because Sap No, because you don't even have to initiate conversation. You could just do it and he can move on if with If he gets day. if he gets on the elliptical next to me, I'm just gonna do this. I'm just gonna <laughs> see what he does. I, I feel like I feel like that's respecting boundaries, right? Okay, like yeah. Yeah, like no, if if you're like you're Anthony Bowens from AEW, can we get a photograph? That's not respecting yeah, that's I'm not, not doing respecting. mark photos. No, 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 like, but like seeing him go like, Hey, I do a wrestling podcast, like scissor me daddy ass. Like, you know, like fucking. Oh, oh, I would. Oh, I'd, I'd, I'd name drop because he knows people that I know. So yeah. Yeah. Right. So there you go. You can, you you can even get like that. (laughs) Sap and Mookie. Okay. There we go. I know your boss. I know the guy who pays you. Um, yeah, I. <laughs> so there you go. Now, now you've got the clearance to go for the system. Well, no, no, no. I'm trying to get back on track on the show here, Chris. Oh, I'm we're talking about Punk still. still. We're still we're talking about Omega and and, and oh, you know, no. People, so like, and, I mean, like, yeah. look. Uh, now Punk's gone. Great. Okay. Cool. Does that jumpstart the MJF program? Like, I guess in the sense that you no longer have this stupid real world's champion thing happening. I guess um, that helps MJF on the margins. I'll, I'll, I'll concede that, but. This is not a great building company. They're not making new stars like that. I mean, like, yeah, 
they get good mid-card stars, like the aforementioned acclaim, who I like. Uh, it, 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 but that breakthrough thing, they haven't done that. Yeah, they don't they have that. that. Yeah, you know, they, they don't have... Let's say they need to do Goldberg, but like, you know, like WCW had Goldberg, right? Like that was like an actual entity uh, that like contrasted against what WWF was throwing out there at the time. And they AW don't yet have the badass that can break through and they don't have the talker that can break through. And I love MJF as a talker. I do. But there's those there's those moments where you can tell a little bit like Christian that he wants to pop the crowd or then get the crowd to hate him. And that becomes a problem. Um, I mean, it's good for like. PR and I guess you could send them out on PR junkets and things like that but I agree yeah I mean they were sort of doing that with Wardlow but like he didn't feel like he was going to break all the way no, through no. yeah um and so by the way that's... collision dropped by 50% after after the first segment after oh, the uh, oh, dragon, I bet it did. dragon uh, contract signing which was that was a very well done angle I thought I, uh, I what would be the draw to watch collision though especially like Danielson Danielson, I guess. Yeah. I mean, but, and I love Danielson, but man, uh, that's a, there is a drop off between the punk FTR dynamic and like bringing in Danielson. Yeah. And, uh, and I assume all like the Saturday night main event type of branding that they were doing with like the promos up front. I'm assuming that stuff's going to be gone. Anything that, that, that punk really, you know, how he wanted to shape the vision of his show are gone for now. Mm. Um, I am going to be very interested to see. I was listening to Dave's podcast tonight with Garrett, and it's like, well, you never know. In a while, AEW could bring him back. <laughs> like, I don't think that, but WWE seems to be in play. If oh, I, I, yeah, I certainly, I th- certainly think so. I think um, Cody would want it. Yeah, and I think uh, if they can make enough money. I think I think the company could do it. It's, it's, and this this is a, this is a pickup that would be very rough for AEW's audience because yes, a majority of them don't like Punk, but there is a sizable minority that does. And picking up Punk it absolutely pulls the uh, camera focus back over to the WWE side. Oh, it's going to make social media unbearable. Oh, well, I'm not on this popular social network. No, I'm I'm sending them all to you to talk about it. Please, please. No, no. If they're not on the discord, which I do occasionally show up on now. Yes. 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 You arrive, break stuff and leave. You're the Brock Lesnar of the discord. Yeah. Uh, But no, they the, they will be more defensive about it too. The a, the the people who are really into AEW will be very very uh, taking AEW's castoffs, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I, I mean, but especially the Cody Rhodes letting Cody Rhodes walk is, is just a mondo mistake, in my opinion. Like he he really could have he been brought there, something John. different, and I think there was too much of listening to the fan base that didn't like what he brought. And I really, I really am thinking, I, I mean, I agree with you and some people agree with you, but they're, well, that's not what I want. I want these super, they basically want super indies and I'm, you know, I get that. I just don't feel like it's a good building. Block. Is, that, right. Is a super indie going to break through? I, I think at this point we have now done how many years of AEW's experiment on this four years coming up on five. Ring of Honor's not knocking anybody over. Ring of Honor didn't do it. Yeah. AEW ain't doing it. 
I, I just think that like marketable wrestling has got to be something a little bit broader than that. Yeah, you can still have some good super indie style wrestling in the middle of the show. I, I just don't think that that can be the nuts and bolts. Over on the other side of the fence, Gable Stevenson has officially been removed from the NXT roster and there are no plans for him in NXT at this moment. Man, AEW should actually think about picking him up because he's good. <laughs> I, that's, I mean, like, look, I know it's not like replacing CM Punk, but, like, Stevenson's good. I hate you for doing that. Um, Why? Yeah, it, Why do you hate me for doing that? Because it's, it's, it's a good joke, but it's there. Um, don't know if this is because he's not in the world championships, I don't think. And I think he wants to do the Olympic trials again. Uh Boy, I, I feel bad for his brother who actually. Oh, David Kemp's good. amazing. Oh, God. Uh, and David Kemp was ever a free agent. That would be boy, someone I would totally advise. Yeah. Him to I, well, I'm afraid the company is going to going to take out the Gable Stevenson stuff on him. But WWE still has control of his future. Like they were saying, yeah, you can go back to college and use that last year of eligibility. But you can only do it at the University of Minnesota. And I think he wanted to transfer to the University of Iowa. Uh, Cause there's, I guess they have, I guess they have somewhat of a training center in Minneapolis. I think they use uh, Sean Davari and Mr. Kennedy's school up in Minnesota. So they still have pro wrestling training up there, but it's, yeah, there, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of unseen strings in, in that statement. But to me, Stevenson, look, while he is an athletic specimen, doesn't have the other part of the wrestling thing. down. That's what his brother has. Yeah, that's yeah. what his brother has. Yeah. Damon's good. Yeah. Um, the Dudleys have been signed to WWE Legends contract. Mm. Now, what does that mean? Get that the means, tables. Well, that means they're probably being pulled from Impact One Thousand tomorrow night, unless they get a uh, unless they get a deal done there that says they can do that. Also, I liked this speculation a lot with Adam Copeland out there possibly doing a run in AEW. This prevents them from doing the quote unquote final chapter. Of the Edge and Christian versus Hardys versus Dudley Boys. Fight forever and break your back series. God. <laughs> Which I hope they don't do. I just. God, I, don't I don't need 50 year olds climbing that. ladders and going I through tables. I don't need that. Like, Call it the Terry uh, Funk Invitational and bring all the old guys. Middle aged and crazy. All of them. All of them are now oh. middle aged and crazy. Yeah, no, I know. Like it, it, all of them are Terry Funk's age now. <laughs> I will take a federation of funks though. Well, if, yeah. if, they could, if they could cut promos like Terry Funk, I would take that every day of the week and twice on Sunday. Uh, I have no other news. Ratings were ratings. Raw did a respectable one point seven million against the big football game. Clemson being beat by Duke, which was just shocking, but. We are now into football season, college football season. This will be the ratings drop off. Yeah, collision will drop. Raw will be down. Um, yeah, so this is. I, I'm just, yeah, like, and ratings, I feel like we still have this residual from when they talked about, like, there's a ratings war. And there isn't. No. And as such, I increasingly just finding myself. I care about the month over month. But the horse like, race doesn't interest the me. Horse the horse race, yeah. Month like, over month and month, growth interests me. Yeah, month over month kind of interests me. Yeah, and then like growth over the year. Um, and in the case of both these companies, 
WWE's kind of grown a little bit, like, in terms of interest. I think the Bloodline, LA Knight. Uh, I mean, dude, LA Knight. They're hitting it out of the park with LA Knight. He's he's really, really over. He is currently negotiating a new contract, and once he signs that contract, they're going to push him into a Roman Reigns match, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. To the moon. Um, and Although that match Saturday he did was nothing. <laughs> that's the crazy thing. It, it They don't care. I know, but like, they don't care. But that's but like, the style. I mean, big guys who kind of move well and look. He's got swagger. He's get a good paid. promo. Yeah, get paid, dude. I yeah. mean, support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I'm, I'm happy for him because he didn't make any money for a long time. And look, no. he, was one, he was one of the best parts of that NWA. Uh, totally. The, the Billy verse when we were still watching it. Man, he really found himself on that show. Yeah. Yeah, agree. he 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 really like found the LA Knight identity on that NWA show, and so yeah, like I for those <laughs> he who found that LA Knight identity as Eli Drake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he. I mean, it's right true. up to the yeah, right to up laugh. to the yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. it's yeah. Like I remember watching the shows where he did that. I was like, that's really connecting with people. I mm-hmm. mean, uh, you know, it. It was as over as uh, our our personal favorite back in the day, the question mark. Yes. Karate. Uh, Karate. (laughs) Rest in peace. Rest in peace, man. Um, 
that'll do it for the news. Now to the lazy river, ice cold, freezing takes on the river for um the shows that I watched. I watched uh the two pay-per-views I watched um or premium live events, if you will. Uh WWE Payback and uh AEW All Out. Um two show match for payback if you did not watch. Uh Trish and Becky had a banger of a cage match. And Trish, this is her best match. She was friggin' awesome. She was doing the little heel things, the talking to the camera and stuff. She was in the zone. And if you wa- if you watched all of Trish's career, the acting part was rough for her at first. And then she got confident in the wrestling. And then she got confident in the personality. People want to cheer her, I think, still. Um, I hope she takes some time off. I, I would like just one match a year, if anything, after this. If she left right now, she'd be leaving on top. The match was awesome. It was brutal. They were ramming each other's faces into the cage. She had a giant hematoma on her forehead. She does that, and she she took a superplex off the top of the cage, Chris. She's a 48-year-old woman doing that. That is impressive to me. I mean, I, I think she's miscast as like an active wrestler. I, I think yes. she makes all the sense in the world as like special attraction. Tri- well maybe. How about like the Harley race of yeah, like like she, she she hangs around and she wants that title and she wants to control that title and she's just always getting her Vaders to do her work for. Her. We Whether had Vader's, a, it'd be great. I mean, you know. Rio would be great. I mean, if Trish... Yeah, Rio would be great. You know yeah. who would be great is a repackaged Raquel. Uh, um, uh, Raquel. Raquel, yeah. Raquel would be great too, yeah. that match was a little rough. I mean, yeah, you, you bring you, her you, back. As, she was great as uh, Dakota's heavy. Yeah. So, and, 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 and having Trish managing her so it's yes. all about raquel yes uh yeah and, and yeah you know trish's like weird pursuit and of not the belt. taking all the heat from raquel hopefully right because right. the zoe stark the zoe stark thing didn't work because it's like zoe's your sidekick that um, turn worked for me though after the match i love that zoe just planted her after <laughs> i thought that turn was good and i thought honestly the Shayna baszler match was good too oh yeah no no we'll get to yeah, that Shayna baszler match was really good yeah yeah i i, I did enjoy that as well and the tag team title match between uh, Zayn and Owens and uh, and uh, the Judgment Day. Look, Owens and Zayn know how to do walk and brawl garbage matches. Kevin Owens jumped off of a uh, off of the first level of the stands to go through a table and kind of missed a bit and landed hard on his butt. I'm hoping he's okay. Uh, Judgment Day, are your secondary bloodline in terms of belt collectors right now they are a powerful stable and Rhea is Rhea is the head of this stable it is not finn balor's stable right yeah yeah right yeah 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 this stable and that's impressive for wwe to be able to do that with a female superstar because they're not particularly adept at such things no it's true it's true i i mean they they Minus the unfortunate Sami Zayn promo this week where he said that there were five men in the ring. And, like, then he, like, had a follow-up joke on it where I was like, ooh, and, uh, I didn't love that joke. What was worse, the man, the, the, the misogyny or the fat jokes by MJF? Uh, I'm going <laughs> to say the misogyny okay. because MJF is, like, 
kind of like still a dick character and so you can sort of gotcha. understand it through that yeah. Sami Zayn is presented as like the beating heart of wwe and so like then he's calling rhea ripley a man in so many words AEW all out was a good show and people in AEW will tell you all about it on twitter afterwards um i'll get to that in a second because that's that's the narrative point that got me but yes on paper it seemed underwhelming but they delivered and the build was bad but they delivered that strap match was fantastic stuff Brian Danielson, who still has a broken arm, and uh, Ricky Starks beat the crap out of each other. Chris, I mean, they're slapping the belt in the f- in their each other's faces. They're choking each other. They have welts all over themselves. The ending of the match was fantastic with uh, Starks. You know, he's getting choked out, and he's doing the great acting job of "I don't want to quit, I don't want to quit," and then eventually he goes night night. It's a little confusing that. Danielson's a baby face here, even though he's still part of the Blackpool Combat Club. Don't get me wrong. Right. I'm confused. <laughs> I mean, and like, why not turn Starks at this point again? Lex Luger's baby? I guess. We'll get to that promo when we get to more Lazy River stuff. But yeah. uh, I also really, really want to put over they did the thing that I really wanted them to in the Takeshita match. Um, Takeshita goes over clean. Uncanny tried to cheat at first, couldn't get the screwdriver out of the out of the uh apron, but uh went over Kenny Kling. Kenny hasn't won a singles match since Don Callis left him, which is a very interesting story. I think they're telling Takeshita looked like a badass in this in this match. I mean, he looked like the second coming of Okada at times, I would say. Um, I I really liked this match a lot. Um, and there wasn't a lot of Kenny goofy gesticulation stuff he was there for the fight and it was really he was there for the fight yeah. yeah i mean look when he's like that he's good he's good he's good in the ring i mean the knock on the bucks and omega and them it's not that they're not good in the ring yeah yeah uh the bucks fdr versus bullet club gold match was a lot of fun for what it was they're they're kind of combining to do each other's tag team finishers throughout the thing you know you'll have a buck and and an ftr do the spike pile driver etc etc um seen they that's the only time they also played into the punk uh there were only punk chants during that match and ftr played into it pre-match and then it kind of went away at the time that was mostly a bucks omega crowd to be there and they got what they want they got a very very good match uh between them and there was a little bit of uh tension afterwards between FTR and the Bucks as uh as they wanted to play that up for the camera a bit but it was really good um and uh Miro and Hobbs big meaty men slapping meat it was uh it was pretty fantastic I thought for what it was I wanted a little bit more out of it uh in terms of throwing each other because because it started out as like hoss match it started out as Vader versus Bigelow and then it kind of got a little bit clever. Um, I don't know what CJ Perry is going to be doing in this company, though. The hot, flexible wife showed up post-match, Chris. I don't know if you read that. Mm, no, no, I did not. And Miro kind of uh, kind of walked away from her. Oh. Because, of course, remember, he had renounced his hot, sexy, flexible right. wife. And, and his, his god. god. Yes. And his god. Yeah, so, oh, you, you yes. Um, let me think of any other story points. Uh Tony Storm, still crazy, ruined the match for Ruby. Uh, Joe did his thing. 
I'm trying to remember. Oh, there the acclaimed. Jeez, uh, oh, God bless the Jarrett crew, who had to try and distract Aubrey for a long, long time while Dennis Rodman just stood in the ring. <laughs> turned up. So I think Rodman was supposed to leave. He's like, nah, not leaving. Whatever. <laughs> Do not work with animals, children, or um. Dennis Rodman. Or Dennis Rodman. Yes, let's go with that. I was going to say superstars with uh, historical mental issues. Because <laughs> I was thinking Tyson at the same time. Uh, yeah, it you know it was it was the celebrity spot. The Jared Geeks are the Jared Geeks, and they're fantastic. But yes, All Out, well worth your time if you have not already gone back already. And now to current television, and I have talked enough. Chris, you are up. All right, so this week I basically watched WWE Raw because... If you've been listening to the show recently, we never watch Raw in any serious effort. I mean, like, Jeff watches some of it, but I don't watch any of it at all. I was like, what is even going on on Raw right now? And I got to tell you, it was a pretty good show. It was. I I actually enjoyed pretty much every segment of this. Um, I The Jey Uso opening was good. Uh, I Having Sami Zayn come out, was nice having Riddle and McIntyre blocked to encounter them. That was really good. Uh, you know, making sure that you know, it's not like a total reset button thing that like Uso has like these seeds planted. There are some lingering done. feelings there. Not yeah. everybody turns into Darby Allen and forgives AR Fox instantly. Right. I, yes. I thought that was good. And then Ricochet and Shinsuke Nakamura had a nice little enhancement match that ended not with Nakamura winning, which I thought was an unexpected, like, I thought it was a good little twist on the uh, story. I mean, even the whole Nakamura, like, doesn't want to fight Rollins, but, like, he does, but he does like, the whole thing's good. I'm not going like, to fight you on your terms type yeah, of thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, then we got to Shayna Baszler and Zoe Stark, and this was good. I thought Zoe did a really nice job selling, trying to get out of the Terrafutica or the Kirafuda clutch and like, didn't get out of it. Yeah. But like, it was, it was a nice, it was a really nice sell of the whole thing. If, if they are, if they are destroyer tag team, I'm here for that. Yeah. That's what the division I needs. Although I they're going to be just, oh, they're going to be destroying Caden Carter and Katana chance week after week. Yeah, I, I guess they're going to end up being heels, right? Yeah. Oh, like, yeah, you have to be it, heels with those two. It, it, with those two, yeah. I think. Um, and then, I, I, like, I love all the stuff with the Judgment Day. You know, like the actual, the way they've done the writing around the Judgment Day always gives them these options to, like, zig and zag. They could let McDonough into the, the group. They also, yes. McDonough could also be, like, sabotaging them from the inside or, like, he'll well, stab He could be them. a useful idiot, yeah. Right, he stab yeah, he stabs Finn Bauer in the back. Bauer's the one pulling for him to get in, and he does ultimately get in, but it's at the expense of Bauer. Or like you know, or it's Bauer's plan to you stab Priest in the back and sabotage the briefcase. Uh, I mean, there's any number of really interesting things you can do with the Judgment Day storyline, and I think they've done a nice job building them up as as a really formidable top level heel team, right up to and including having Rhea Ripley say like you know. I don't even think about the bloodline anymore. We are the top team. Like I thought that was a good that was a good piece of writing actually. I'd love a revisit of the showdown between the bloodline and the and the uh and the judgment day, but only like Solo and uh Solo and Roman are kind of left. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Rhea still wants a piece of Solo. Um 
I, I was thinking about this new briefcase thing. Does JD McDonough need to steal this contract? I mean, <laughs> w- w- that would be the funniest thing is that he actually has the contract now. Yes. That's yes. what I was thinking this entire yeah. time is he's yeah. giving him a MacGuffin briefcase yep. with nothing in it. And they're, 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 so, they're going to give it to, to an official. What do you want me to do with this? This isn't the briefcase. I mean, that would be a great out, right? Like they, that, And that's what makes it so good is that they credibly can write this as, well, yeah, J.D. McDonough okey-doked Damian Priest right in front of him and gave him a purple briefcase. It's not his briefcase. Yes. And he was just like, this is great. Um, or you could play, you know, the other direction where, uh, uh, you know, that that was, you know, a good thing. And the, the contract's obviously still in there and blah, 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 blah. Like, like they've, yeah. they've done a nice job going in multiple different directions. Uh this, I, as I said, this was a strong episode of Raw. The Miz segment with Invisible John <laughs> Cena. It was good. Congratulations to Invisible Stan for coming off the indies and getting a nice little payday there. Yeah, I, yeah, uh, I, I actually enjoyed that in particular. The punch, duck the clothesline, skull crushing finale, like Chef's Kiss. It's some no of the notes. best work Miz has ever done in. The I know, no notes on that. That was so yeah, good. No, no, it's ten ten. Um, I also liked the the gimmick of the camera guy being in on it and just doing the entire John Cena runs down there and goes under the ring and is doing his entire thing. Uh, God bless that cameraman. Uh, I think we need to book this John Cena versus little Jimmy for a cage match somewhere. Mm. <laughs> Have Miz officiate like Bryce did Invisible Stan versus Invisible Man because I'm kind of here for that just to see what he could do with it um yeah i like that i i love and the then gable. the main and the main yeah. event was great yeah. oh, uh, like God, like gable, gable and gable and walter totally delivered uh i obviously you I would bought love, in that he might have won i bought you, in for a second that he might win you would love to see that actually like that that would have been a great way to do it where he he just stops gunther right on the, the day of uh that would have been really interesting yeah and he ties and then talking and gunther yeah I, I did actually, get something I did love in this match, though. Cry what? children. Oh, I know. God, that finish was <laughs> that was so money. Oh, those it, kids were. This, I think those this, kids were smartened up too, and they still acted well. Might have been the strongest episode of Raw in the last year. Yeah, yeah, I, I'd go there. Yeah, other, other than I, maybe I obviously a- don't watch every single one, but man. You'd have a hard time convincing me that there was a stronger episode of Raw from maybe like maybe a Mania build episode. No, I don't even think so. I thought Mania they kind of limped in. This okay. is this was just like every seg was basically good. Uh, I'll go to NXT and then we can finish with uh, yeah. Um, I love this JC Thea pairing. It's it's so stupid and so great. The Dark Thea storyline. Is gonna be fun, I think. Where JC's the bad girl, and is and is teaching Thea, you know, ditch school. And there's, it's really revitalized Andre Chase a bit as the doting father who can't control this out of control teenager in his life. Yeah, right, right, right. It like I've lost control of these. How do I reach these kids? 
But yeah, like that is that is the segment now. And and it's made Duke Hudson incompetent again, which is his best move is just be big and dumb and holding that trophy and not knowing what the hell to do at all, as opposed to kind of being a leader of any kind. Yeah, it was weird. When they tried to almost cast him as a good guy, I'm like, no, no, no. Like his his role is to be not capable at any point in this faction, and no one seems to notice. And as a character note, I mean, look, the wrestling was pretty good. Uh, the uh, the uh, Ilya Dragunov is always fantastic. Tyler Bate versus your boy Dabakato. Doing some feats of strength there that were pretty damn impressive, I thought. But uh, I need to go and catch up. Uh, I mean, I'm sure Daba was tossing him around like a wet noodle. But the one that I like, they they built for. Oh yeah, that's right. You didn't watch NXT. Okay. No, I didn't. I, watch I'm not. NXT. Do, I'm not going to do beat by beat. But I'm going to go over another thing. The the big thing is this Wednesday or this yeah what Tuesday? Sorry, Tuesday, because of course uh, Tiffany Strat ended ended her promo with "See you next Tuesday." <laughs> Toodles. Um, Becky Lynch versus Tiffany Stratton for the NXT Women's Title. I liked that Tiffany Stratton did not back down and wasn't afraid when Becky went on the thing. She's like, bring it. I like that. I, I think I think there's a little bit too much uh uh oh we're just NXT, we're second class type of thing when the main roster comes down there. I, I like the people who are ready to step up, stepping up. I like that a lot. Totally. Um, um Ali yeah, had I... a Ali had a good match on there. Uh his character his character's interesting. I don't know if I like it, but it's interesting. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's like the last episode I watched, it was all like, I need a shot. I you know like it's like weirdly manipulative, is like yes. this character. Yeah. yeah it's it, it's very Eddie Haskell-esque in a in a way. Um, yeah, I, I'm not gonna talk anymore about NXT. I'll give you first crack at AEW. Man, AEW. Okay, so I made it a good chunk of the way through Dynamite here, but let me get up the results here. I I liked the opening match. I, I know you you did not care for the Mox Fox match. I was actually watching it and enjoying it quite fine. Well, there were two things about it. Number one, okay. it looked it looked like that first third of the match they were going about half speed. Oh, you know what? I wouldn't have noticed that because I was watching it all in one point two five. Well, everything looks like a lucha match if you speed it up, Chris. Well, I like to. I mean, we have a lot of stuff to watch. I like to watch. I mean, do you know how long these people take walking to the ring, Jeff? Yes, I do. Have you ever watched this crap? (laughs) Wow, this work rate is fantastic. Well, I'm watching it on a higher speed. Uh, Um, It also just made no sense to me. AR Fox just lost his last match. Somehow he's getting in on the open challenge. Do you know that, let's see, it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. AR Fox has had 11 title shots since November 16th of oh 2022. My God. Are you kidding me? 16th November 2022, Death Triangle versus AR Fox in top flight. 30th November 2022, TNT title, Samoa Joe defeated AR Fox. 9th of February 2023, Trios titles, Elite versus defeated AR Fox in top flight. 15th of February, Trios titles, The Elite defeated AR Fox in top flight. 25th of February, ROH title, Claudio Castagnoli defeated AR Fox. 31st of March of this year, ROH six-man titles, Brian Cage, Khan, and Toa Leona defeated AR Fox, Blake Christian, Metalik. 6th of May, 2023, the New Japan TV title, Zack Sabre Jr. defeated AR Fox. 24th of May, Trios titles, House of Black defeat AR Fox, Blake Christian, and Metalik. 4th of June, ROH six-man titles. Brian Cage, Khan, and Toa Leota defeat AR Christian Action, Andretti, and Dante Martin. 
26th of July, the international title. Orange Cassidy defeats A.R. Fox. 6th of September, international title. John Moxley defeats A.R. Fox. This guy's a bit of a loser. <laughs> when you get right down to it. I mean... No, so, okay. Now that you bring that up, I, I guess maybe this is my last piece of feedback. Is I was able to enjoy the AEW product the way that AEW fans have always asked me to enjoy the AEW product, which is with no sense of context of what's come before <laughs> or next. And if you do that, then an AR Fox getting a 16 title match doesn't even register with you because you're just like, oh, AR Fox, he's good. He's wrestling John Moxley. I like him. And they have a match and they do stuff. And I'm kind of like, it's weird that Fox is a baby face now, but whatever, I'll just go with it. And like, I shut my brain off and enjoyed the work. Yes, but, you have to, because then you look at this. But that's not enough. I, and like, like I, you, I mean, you're right on this. Like, like I liked it, but I liked it for the wrong reasons. It's like Twinkies. Yeah. yeah you look at this tournament for the world title and somehow Nick Wayne's in there and we're blowing the Darby Nick Wayne match first match early in it, which I liked the match but the tone was wrong on this. Nick Wayne needed to come in here and try and body Darby on and overwhelm him and shock Darby, especially after the hit me like a man thing and gets a super kick. He should, Darby should almost be afraid of Nick Wayne and the rage that he's been holding back because of this whole AR Fox thing. And Nick Wayne should get a 2.9 on him and eventually lose. But I always, I also thought this is way too early to go to Darby and Nick in any way. Yeah, I agree. But, I mean, you have Trent in the tournament. You have Penta in the tournament. You have Jay Lethal in the tournament. Meanwhile, you have uh, Adam Page not in the tournament coming out. Um, I liked the, – the Swerve promo was in the right neighborhood for me. It was uh, – the points were incorrect, and the phrasing was wrong to me. Because, to me, Swerve needed to come out and and, first of all, just say – I don't like you, Adam Page, and I don't like you because you've gotten everything I wanted. Now, that was kind of the gist of the promo a little bit, but it was more about politics and the spot type thing. But I did like, you know, the parts of you're you're going soft. You haven't been on TV doing singles matches in a long time type of thing. I like that he's, quote unquote, coming for his spot. But I think it should be more that I'm I'm, I'm jealous of you and I hate you because you still get all this and I'm working for it type of a thing. And I really wanted it to be based on the one-on-one hate versus the kind of, it feels like backstage politics of it. Hmm. Uh, on a different note. Oh, did you not get to this segment? No. Okay. Because <laughs> you don't have an opinion on it, so I'm watching. No, you going, okay. no, no, no. I you, you, basically, I, I I ran out of uh, time when we got okay. to the MJF promo. All right. So I, I mean, I thought the Statlander Emmy Sakura match, which I had to watch in oh, that was multiple fun. parts. I know I was watching it in multiple parts and got interrupted, and then got back to it, and I was like, this is actually a pretty good match, though. Yeah. And yeah. Emi Sakura is a lot of fun. I mean, yeah, Emi Sakura is pretty darn good. Uh, and, I mean, yeah, like, there was no no surprises there, but, like, Emi was really good. And then, like, I don't know, man. The Jericho, this is, Jericho, we talked earlier in the show about, okay, now Punk's gone. And all the problems are going to be fixed. 
I don't think Jericho fixes problems. I think he makes them. And I don't think like it, the, the Sammy thing, like this isn't going to help Sammy in the end narratively. No, right? they're I two would... people that they just got to be a baby face. And now one of them's turning heel. Yeah. And it feels like they're doing, it feels like they're doing a bootleg Adam Cole MJF program, but on the heel side. Yeah. I just, I, it, it's hard to get super into it. And, and then, and, and, and then, for... well, on this match, why is Aussie open losing? <laughs> I'm confused by this too. Like, are they a big dealer or are they not? Cause they've just been beaten by a double clothesline, which is kind of a comedy spot. And now they're getting beat by Jericho and, and, and Guevara who are eventually going to break up. I, I, okay. Go ahead, Chris. Sorry. And then the MJF promo, which is where I, I kind of ran out of time. It's like, I, once he got into like your fat, I'm like, all right, Scott Steiner, chill out. Yeah. It's just, I look Joe and MJF. I'm here for it. I just wanted MJ. I just wanted Joe to stare a hole through him. Quite frankly. Uh, I didn't, need him, I didn't need him to tete-a-tete. I didn't need him to do wacky Joe about, you know, whatever. I just No, he to... didn't need to talk. I mean, MJ, actually, what really needed to happen is MJF needed to talk a bunch of crap at the heel, and then the heel beats him up. And, like, invert the normal st- sort of standard dynamics here, because, like, MJF's not a standard babyface. I, I actually think, like, what should have happened there is MJF should have talked his shit, and then it backfired on him. Like, I liked Joe coming out and going, I'm just going to come out here and listen to your promo, blah, blah, blah. And I thought he just, should have just gone in the corner yeah. and listened yep. Yep. and just Listen. stare a hole. And then MJF starts getting more and more, okay, why aren't you reacting to me? Why aren't you, you know, that kind of thing, getting nervous about the whole. Right, because you know, that, that's on a, that's a very realistic dynamic, right? Um, like it, yeah. Did you see the uh, Sammy, or not the Sammy, the, uh, the, uh, uh, the Ricky Starks promo? I did not. Okay. Ricky Starks cuts cuts this promo. And it's almost a babyface promo. And it's about, you know, I'm given a piece of bread, but I want the whole meal type of a thing. And and my problem with this promo was okay, it's after the big loss to a top babyface. In territory days, those guys come out the next week. Say I'm gonna come back and get you. But I'm also going to focus on this other thing. They focus on the new, next target. And this was my problem. This was another backstage politics type promo versus pro wrestling feud promo. Wasn't mad about getting back at Danielson. Wasn't mad or wasn't calling somebody else saying, I'm going to kick your ass or whatever. It was all about, it was all about the push and the programs he was getting kind of a thing. And it's like, I want more spotlight i want more of this and i'm like no he this is a theoretical promo and he needs to make it more personalized where he's focusing on somebody and just call somebody out like the old ufc where it's like when you get interviewed call somebody out so that we know what the match to make type of a thing now i feel like he's in a bit of a limbo because he is still a heel because he attacked ricky steamboat for god's sakes right right uh, you can't put him in Bullet Club Gold because he just feuded with Jay White and all those guys in Bullet Club Gold kind of a thing. And everybody else seems to have dancing partners. So I'm wondering, you know, where, where's the baby face to take him on? And and I, I just, I, I, I can't see that. I like the fire from him. I like Ricky Starks. I, mean, I guess overall. you could go and beat Orange Cassidy. I think this match was good for him. Because it, it really, I mean, because he's a he's a flash guy as opposed he's a style guy as opposed to a tough guy, and it really kind of 
I mean, showing his back with all the welts and stuff, it really puts forth his toughness. I just think he needs to be more personally petty against somebody. And then that'll help the promo thing. Yeah. I mean, again, as I said, he could feud with Orange Cassidy. He'd be the perfect guy to get the belt off of Orange Cassidy. Uh, uh, anything else on, on uh, Dynamite? You look like no. you're starting to fade out a bit. So what's your No, no. I, and I guess you don't think much of my Ricky Starks Orange Cassidy take. So there we um, go. No, 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 no. Um, I, I found it very interesting that they put Orange Cassidy on the top of the show without wrestling. Because it really signifies how big of a part on Dynamite he plays. Right. Yeah, he's a really important character. The, right. My only yeah, problem yeah. With, your, with your concept is I find... Cassidy be more of a dynamite guy, but I guess now that Punk's gone, oh, we're gonna be yeah, having- yeah, oh, like the collision wall is gonna hold up forever. Yeah, no, that's definitely that's that's the bit. Snark- no, no, that's the point. barrier. No, I, I, it's a strong. I am addressing strong your point concern. here. I, look, I will just, t- the, these okay. universes sh- are, are sh- sovereign. Up, they, no, up. no, they quiet, are quiet. Let me no, let me get my. I will point. never let me get my point out here because your your point is well made. I'll take Orange Cassidy versus Ricky Starks in a program. There you go. Thank you for engaging with the text. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm trying to figure out how you do that because I think Starks needs a talking, uh, needs a real talking feud, sort he, of. He comes in and he goes, "I'm I'm on dynamite now, Orange Cassidy. We're feuding." And okay, no, Orange... no, I don't mean from him. I mean the oh. other side of it. Oh, Starks can talk all day long. He like, just beats up Orange Cassidy. He, yeah, I mean, no, he, I get you that. actually I don't mean, need to say anything. He just well, shows Cassie up will, like Cassidy will just look at what's Ricky whatever. Starks doing in the impact zone. Okay, and fine. then he be, and then he beats up Orange Cassidy, targeting his hand, and it's like I'm gonna get this title. Can Starks beat Cassidy though? Because I think I'd Cass- have him. I think- I'd have him. Oh, would you? Because I have Cassidy yeah. going against MJF. I think that would. I mean, be the yeah, but he's gonna lose the title. I think you know. Before the MJF feud, he loses the title and heals up. He lost the title at All Out to Moxley. Oh, well, then he heals up. Did you not see the beginning of Dynamite? (laughs) Where he came out without the title and said, I lost? This has been a long week, Jeffrey. (laughs) Oh, oh, thank you for engaging with the text. (laughs) You know (laughs) what? That's fair. No, that's fair. 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 It has. Has been that's, a long week as, yeah. as my entire work was encrypted by Russian malware, and Chris Chris has had issues of his own today, which we will yeah, not go yeah, into, yeah. but we have already no. alluded to. Yeah, that, uh, but like the, <laughs> some crazy shit, man. Uh, you can follow me at Chatham uh, Ruffs. No, you don't want to follow me there. That's just the show. But you can follow me at Crap Game Thirteen Arcane References. Talk Jimmy Buffett, whatever. Get on the Voices of Wrestling Discord and engage with Chris when he comes in there and just wrecks the place. Uh, you can find information of that at Voices of Wrestling. Um, we are part of the Voices of Wrestling Network podcast for whatever you want. Five star match game. Open the voice gate. Uh, Mike and JD over from my other neighborhood fight game. Uh, speaking of which, I am on the Fight Game Media Network. Five dollars a month for the Patreon. Patreon.com slash Fight Game Media. Other podcasts. If you don't get enough wrestling podcasts, there's lots over there. We do a show called The Dynamite Show. It goes live about 20 minutes after Dynamite. I thoroughly deconstruct things with Paul on YouTube. Audio drops the next day. Chris has other interests. This may shock you. He likes uh, he likes trams and guitars. Yeah, it's true. I like trams. I like guitars. I like Tram Fest, which will be at the tram. Uh, so you can hit me up on Instagram at Dr. D-O-C-T-O-R underscore N-O-V. And uh, if you want guitar lessons, or if you just want to follow me on Instagram and see what my weird life is about, which is 
trams and gardening and occasionally getting lunch by myself and then weirder <laughs> things that i don't post weirder on things it, that you don't post on instagram that, that, don't, that, that do not need to actually be posted onto the internet not everything needs to be shared apparently <laughs> and we'll see you next week you know how to book flights and hotels all you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive that's why you need viator Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Cheering at pro wrestling shows in Japan is back, and 2023 is already shaping up to be a big year in the history of pro res. That's why you should listen to the Emerald Flow Show. From the Royal Road to the Green Mat, Paul and Gerard take you into the world of all Japan pro wrestling and pro wrestling NOAA. Not only do we analyze events, but we examine business, who is getting over, what angles are working, or not. Occasionally, we take a look at other Japanese promotions like DDT and Zero One. So if you're looking for more coverage of the world of Japanese wrestling, check out the Emerald Flow Show on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network, available on all of your favorite podcast apps.